Listen to God's Word for October 1st. Today's reading includes Esther 9 and 10 and Ezra 7. May God bless this reading of His Word. Esther 9 On the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, the month of Adar, the king's command and edict were to be executed. On this day, the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them, but their plan was overturned, and the Jews overpowered those who hated them. In each of the provinces of King Xerxes, the Jews assembled in their cities to attack those who sought to harm them. No man could withstand them, because the fear of them had fallen upon all peoples. And all the officials of the provinces, the satraps, the governors, and the king's administrators, helped the Jews, because the fear of Mordecai had fallen upon them. For Mordecai exercised great power in the palace, and his fame spread throughout the provinces as he became more and more powerful. The Jews put all their enemies to the sword, killing and destroying them, and they did as they pleased to those who hated them. In the citadel of Susa, the Jews killed and destroyed five hundred men, including Parshendatha, Dalphon, Aspatha, Poratha, Adalia, Eridatha, Parmashta, Erisai, Eridai, and Vizatha. They killed these ten sons of Haman, son of Hamadatha, the enemy of the Jews, but they did not lay a hand on the plunder. On that day, the number of those killed in the citadel of Susa was reported to the king, who said to Queen Esther, In the citadel of Susa the Jews have killed and destroyed five hundred men, including Haman's ten sons. What have they done in the rest of the royal provinces? Now what is your petition? It will be given to you. And what further do you request? It will be fulfilled. Esther replied, If it pleases the king, may the Jews in Susa also have tomorrow to carry out today's edict, and may the bodies of Haman's ten sons be hanged on the gallows. So the king commanded that this be done. An edict was issued in Susa, and they hanged the ten sons of Haman. On the fourteenth day of the month of Adar, the Jews in Susa came together again and put to death three hundred men there, but they did not lay a hand on the plunder. The rest of the Jews in the royal provinces also assembled to defend themselves and rid themselves of their enemies. They killed seventy-five thousand who hated them, but they did not lay a hand on the plunder. This was done on the thirteenth day of the month of Adar, and on the fourteenth day they rested, making it a day of feasting and joy. The Jews in Susa, however, had assembled on the thirteenth and the fourteenth days of the month, so they rested on the fifteenth day, making it a day of feasting and joy. This is why the rural Jews who live in the villages observe the fourteenth day of the month of Adar as a day of joy and feasting. It is a holiday for sending gifts to one another. Mordecai recorded these events and sent letters to all the Jews in all the provinces of King Xerxes, both near and far, to establish among them an annual celebration 
on the fourteenth and fifteenth days of the month of Adar, as the days on which the Jews gained rest from their enemies, and the month in which their sorrow turned to joy, and their mourning into a holiday. He wrote that these were to be days of feasting and joy, of sending gifts to one another and to the poor. So the Jews agreed to continue the custom they had started, as Mordecai had written to them. For Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews, had plotted against the Jews to destroy them, and had cast the poor, that is, the lot, to crush and destroy them. But when it came before the king, he commanded by letter that the wicked scheme which Haman had devised against the Jews should come back upon his own head, and that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows. Therefore these days are called Purim, from the word Pur. Because of all the instructions in this letter, and because of all they had seen and experienced, the Jews bound themselves to establish the custom that they and their descendants and all who join them should not fail to celebrate these two days at the appointed time each and every year according to their regulation. These days should be remembered and celebrated by every generation, family, province, and city, so that these days of Purim should not fail to be observed among the Jews, nor should the memory of them fade from their descendants. So Queen Esther, daughter of Abihail, along with Mordecai the Jew, wrote with full authority to confirm this second letter concerning Purim. And Mordecai sent letters with words of peace and truth to all the Jews in the 127 provinces of the kingdom of Xerxes, in order to confirm these days of Purim at their appointed time, just as Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther had established them and had committed themselves and their descendants to the times of fasting and lamentation. So Esther's decree confirmed these regulations about Purim, which were written into the record. Esther 10 Now King Xerxes imposed tribute throughout the land, even to its farthest shores. And all of Mordecai's powerful and magnificent accomplishments together with the full account of the greatness to which the king had raised him, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia? For Mordecai the Jew was second only to King Xerxes, preeminent among the Jews and highly favored by his many kinsmen, seeking the good of his people and speaking peace to all his countrymen. Ezra 7 Many years later, during the reign of Artaxerxes king of Persia, Ezra, son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalom, the son of Zadok, the son of Ahitub, the son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Meraeth, the son of Zerahiah, the son of Uzai, the son of Bacchai, the son of Abishua, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the chief priest. This Ezra came up from Babylon. He was a scribe skilled in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given. The king had granted Ezra all his requests, 
for the hand of the Lord his God was upon him. So in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes he went up to Jerusalem with some of the Israelites, including priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, and temple servants. Ezra arrived in Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. He had begun the journey from Babylon on the first day of the first month, and he arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month, for the gracious hand of his God was upon him. For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord, to practice it, and to teach its statutes and ordinances in Israel. This is the text of the letter King Artaxerxes had given to Ezra the priest and scribe, an expert in the commandments and statutes of the Lord to Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of the God of heaven. Greetings. I hereby decree that any volunteers among the Israelites in my kingdom, including the priests and Levites, may go up with you to Jerusalem. You are sent by the king and his seven counselors to evaluate Judah and Jerusalem according to the law of your God, which is in your hand. Moreover, you are to take with you the silver and gold that the king and his counselors have freely offered to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem, together with all the silver and gold you may find in all the province of Babylon as well as the free-will offerings of the people and priests, to the house of their God in Jerusalem. With this money, therefore, you are to buy as many bulls, rams, and lambs as needed, together with their grain offerings and drink offerings, and offer them on the altar at the house of your God in Jerusalem. You and your brothers may do whatever seems best with the rest of the silver and gold, according to the will of your God. You must deliver to the God of Jerusalem all the articles given to you for the service of the house of your God. And if anything else is needed for the house of your God that you may have occasion to supply, you may pay for it from the royal treasury. I, King Artaxerxes, decree to all the treasurers west of the Euphrates, Whatever Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of the God of heaven, may require of you, it must be provided promptly. Up to a hundred talents of silver, a hundred cores of wheat, a hundred baths of wine, a hundred baths of olive oil, and salt without limit. Whatever is commanded by the God of heaven must be done diligently for his house. For why should wrath fall on the realm of the king and his sons? and be advised that you have no authority to impose tribute, duty, or toll on any of the priests, Levites, singers, doorkeepers, temple servants, or other servants of this house of God. And you, Ezra, according to the wisdom of your God which you possess, are to appoint magistrates and judges to judge all the people west of the Euphrates, all who know the laws of your God and you are to teach these laws to anyone who does not know them. If anyone does not keep the law of your God and the law of the king, let a strict judgment be executed against him, whether death, banishment, confiscation of property, or imprisonment.
Blessed be the Lord, the God of our fathers, who has put into the heart of the king to so honor the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, and who has shown me favor before the king, his counselors, and all his powerful officials. And because the hand of the Lord my God was upon me, I took courage and gathered the leaders of Israel to return with me. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at org.